Welcome to Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan, and I'm left of center. And I'm Rich, and I tend to lean a little bit more to the right. But the bottom line is, is together we try to look for the balance of what it means to be human in today's world. All right, let's get started. Uh, this is Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan. Say hello, Rich. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Awesome. And today we have a really awesome guest, uh, Dr. Morse. Uh, is a doctor, but he, you're retired, correct? I wish I was. <laughs> you wish you're retired? I'm trying to. You're trying to. And why don't I do this? Why don't I let you kind of introduce yourself, give our audience kind of a sense of who you are, and then we'll dive in. Well, a little over 50 years ago, I went out in the woods and became a hermit. And doing that, I became a fruitarian. And I, my goal was to become a breatharian. Uh, you know, when you take a look at the chemistry of foods and stuff, you kind of get similar in the air. You don't get them into the salts, but still you get carbon directly, nitrogen directly, hydrogen. That. So there is there is some uh, thought about being breatharian. And there is uh, a lady in, uh, I think, um, where is she? Uh, not New Zealand, but uh, Australia that claims to be a breatharian. But then on the other hand, she claims to eat intuitively. So for me... A breatharian is someone that just survives off the prana, the life force, you know, that sort of thing. However, being a fruitarian, uh, that was as much as I could handle because it is the most energetic level of food you can consume. And if you're already working with out-of-body travels or you're already working spiritually, it'll take your spiritual energies and like, shoot them through the roof. So I didn't sleep. I was always out of my body and uh, I just, uh, or I'd be back, you know, in the daytimes and stuff. And so it's just, it was so crazy that I had to kind of slow things down because the experiences were quite wild. Okay, Dr. Morris, will you start by breaking down for us, what is a fruitarian? A fruitarian is an individual, well, the homo sapien is a fruitarian. Uh, a homo sapien, we went back. Uh, Not no, that's that's all a lie that we're omnivores. Is that correct? That is a lie. That is a okay. lie. I, we've got a new book. It's a V book coming out, and it's an in-depth look at the Homo sapien. Every aspect that you can think of, from the gut to the teeth to the uh, the how the body utilizes the sugars, the differences, the amino acid differences between the species. We're going to be heavy into all of this stuff. We've got anthropology going back ten million years looking at teeth and the gut. And, and these guys claim that there's been absolutely no changes. And the proof that there's no adaptation from man as a fruitivore is simply looking at the cell morphology. The human now is the weakest, the most toxic, and the cell is the most degraded that you've ever seen on the planet. And how did it get that way? And that's what we teach is how man is doing this to himself instead of the medical ridiculousness of outside sources coming in attacking us. The Pasteur okay, so, theory, so to speak. Okay, so the idea that we're at the worst we've ever been is caused by what? Is it What you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, what you put on your skin. A simple word would just be chemistry. chemistry. You know, we live in the world of chemistry. So medical, uh, they look at the effect of something. So if you wanted to look at a donkey, you wouldn't go to the ass end of it. So, and that's what they do, you know, and that's the effect of something. No, 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 no. 
What's causing that effect? When they see a cell that's damaged in tissue and they want to label a cancer cell, they want the public to think that cell is a mean little boy and that cell can come out and cause everybody else to become cancer cells. They, they, you wanted a fourth grade. These guys are first grade. I mean, this is insanity. The whole concept of cancer and the cells and chemotherapy, that is the most killing machine, the most insane machine that ever was created. Well, mastastis, according to Jack Cruz, was a survival um, part of our life as mammals a long, long, long time ago. Mastastis was, was incredibly important, correct? Yeah. The missing link is the lymphatic system. And that's when I went out in the woods and I started peeing in a jar, I started seeing a lot of sediment in my urine. And I'm going, oh, cool. You know, I didn't know. I was only 21 years old. I thought, oh, man, I'm detoxing, right? You want to see crap coming out of you. Mucus, you want to see crap coming out of your bowels. You want to see your urine getting discharged stuff out. And so every day I go, wow, look at that. Look at that. So then I became a naturopathic physician, then I became a biochemist, and then I started working with blood work, urinalysis, and all my patients' urinalysis kept coming back clear. I'm going, why would your urine be clear? It's a septic system, not medically. Medical thinking is that the body dumps its acidic cellular waste, which is quite extensive head to toe from 100 trillion cells, it dumps it back into the kitchen, into the bloodstream. So massage therapy bought into that. So everybody's buying in. The body takes, in a simple analogy, who poops in their kitchen? Nobody. I don't know of anybody that poops in their kitchen. And I built custom homes on the side for years to be able to survive. And I've never built a house without bathrooms. Simply your body has a bathroom in it. It's called the lymphatic system. It's your sewer system. It's your main immune system if you know physiology. And uh, that system uses the kidneys and the skin to eliminate your cellular acids. You know, most body wastes are acids. And that's why the lymph nodes are there. You know, systemic acids are 3-PH. So 3-PH is Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, Pepsi. They all hover around 3-PH. 3-PH will take a cell and make it what they call a cancer cell. It'll go through the atypical stages and become a cancer cell. So 3-PH. So chemotherapy is 1.5 to 2. Who in this world allowed anybody to put a 1.5 to 2 pH chemical in your bloodstream? Your blood has to be alkaline. We all know that. Any practitioner, anybody knows that, correct? So what happens when you dump an acid in it? What does it have to do to survive? And see, and this is part of the problem. And so it's a killing machine. A hundred people going to chemotherapy. It's an insurance money-making scheme is really what it is. Major, major. But isn't there also, I mean, when you think about dealing with cancer, there's immunology, there's um, obviously surgery, there's chemo, and then there's uh, radiation, right? And so are there not other ways to help? Or are you saying that this, like Dr. Hawkins or Dr. Joe Dispenza or others, you couldn't take care of the cancer by different means that aren't going to be so intrusive and they're going to work the way your body is intended. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is take the idea and concept of disease and throw it in the trash can. And realize that came out of the earlier 1800s with Pasteur, B-Comp was a little better, uh, you know, all these people that were virologists and bacteriologists and this sort of thing, thinking that the world is attacking from in. Now you see some of the people realizing it's from within the problem and microbes are just coming into you. 
They're not attacking your healthy cells. So the missing link is the lymphatic system, the sewer system, and they don't know about that. Matter of fact, textbooks still say there's no sewer system in your brain. Well, West Virginia found that uh, when 2014, I think it was France found it in the human brain in 2015. Then indeed, there is a sewer system that removes cellular waste out of the body. And your kidneys are the eliminative, main eliminative organs of this. So your right kidney drains your right side of the body and your left kidney the left. So think of, the, your, your, think of a house having a sewer system in it. And when you flush your toilet, things go out to generally a septic tank if you're in a rural area. So in your body, you have hundreds of septic tanks, and they're called lip nodes. In them are the, about the same thing in your septic tank bacteria. They break down that 3 pH acid from cells to 6. Because if you don't bring that 3 pH acid up, it'll, 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 it'll blow back and then start destroying the tissue. So it's essential. And then you have macrophagic cells that break down damaged cells. But suppose, and then from that, from the lymph nodes, it's off to the kidneys or the skin to be eliminated. It doesn't recirculate all this stuff back in the body. That's insane. The blood has no eliminative organs on it or attached to it, you know, as a spleen to clean itself. But the spleen is a lymphatic organ. So the blood cleans itself into the lymph system. So it's a, that missing link is everything. Because when you understand chemistry, there's only two sides, right? So you have acid and base. Base is your electrical. That's your, that's your carbohydrate. That's electrical. That's your electrons. That's what all these acids, all these, these uh, proteins are searching is these electrons, right? So those are the alkaline side of chemistry. The other side of chemistry is your proton-rich side. That is your acidic side. And that is what we call corrosive in nature. Now, we could argue on the other end of alkalize, it's corrosive, but really the most corrosive is going to be your acid side. Because when you look at, when you ingest foods, you look at the crib cycles, you look at the methylation cycles, you look at all the different cycles of the body added to the activity of movement, this is all acid waste. Mm. What does your body do with acids? And what would be the symptom if your body didn't get rid of these acids? And the first word is inflammation. Not well, yeah, that's kind of become the big discussion that I hear a lot lately is really it's most diseases rooted in inflammation. inflammation. Yeah. But Would inflammation, you agree with that? Yeah. But get this, inflammation isn't a disease. It's a natural immune response. So when, you're, when your body has acid building up, it's got to have a response to that, right? The number one response to acids is going to be calcium or cholesterol. Then you have your interleukin responses, the histamine responses, but people don't realize that your cholesterol response, your calcium response, your edemic response are all part of the inflammatory process because you have to neutralize an acid or an acid will destroy the cells. So for an example, foods can be divided up into two sides of chemistry. Certain foods are all base side of chemistry and certain foods are predominantly acid side, right? So you have acid-ash foods, proteins, acid-ash. Uh, uh, beans, acid ash, most grains, acid ash, processed dairy products, acid ash. So when you start eating a lot of acid ash foods, that's what's absorbed into your blood. Your uh, Medical doctors claim bicarbonate neutralizes it all. And so I had an A&P professor who's a biochemist as well. And we were saying you can't convert a, 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 a acid mineral or metal into an alkali with bicarbonate. It, it just doesn't happen. 
So to see what happens when you're eating ashen-ass foods and what the blood has to do to protect itself, its pH, it steals calcium out of its own uh, basement layer of connective tissue. So what you see is petechia, bruising easy, varicose veins, spider veins. You see uh, depressions coming in. Everything, your joints popping and cracking, your skin starting to sag, things like this. Because your, your blood has to remain alkaline. What happens? Death in three? Death in three. So your blood has to be alkaline. Well, what about these acid-ass foods everybody's eating? No one's talking about it. So the World Health Organization over here is saying, well, proteins are responsible for colon cancer. But what does that mean then? See, they're not defining chemistry for people. They're not getting into that. And you have to, because you have to understand that man has been taught that everything is on the outside world coming in to get him. And in other words, a virus is coming in from Moose Jaw, Alaska, it's going to kill you. You have to understand you're creating the internal environment for anything to come in. That's, that's how nature works. What you create, nature will come to it. Yeah. Dr. Morse, what, uh, so my, uh, a very good friend of mine is um, a nutritionist. And we were talking about the role of the mitochondria and sugar. What role does sugar play in that inflammation process? And I'm talking about more like um, high fructose corn syrup, which is the typical American diet. So you're talking about complex sugars, right? Polys yeah. and yeah. sucroses and, and uh, right. dextrose, things like that. Yeah. Well, same thing. I mean, you can get a, a very alkaline environment, a very fungal environment if you eat these type of sugars. And it has the same kind of effect because when you're getting up into, um, uh, say, um, vinegar and you start getting up higher into that, you're getting into, um, well, some of your strong 12 pHs, you're going to get a burn out of that. You're going to burn your cells out of that. And so they see that a lot of times and they blame alkalosis for this. And then when the natural health people talk about alkaline, the medical doctors go berserk. The problem is most pharmaceuticals are acidic. I've been watching these pharmaceuticals and those people that got all the, um, the meningitis from this pharmaceutical supposed to have been a, uh, a uh, steroid. When you look at it, the steroid was something acetate. Acetate is not an alkaline principle. So they were injecting an acid into the spinal fluid of these people. Well, yeah, you're going to inspire inflammation because that's what the body does. Acids are corrosive. But you need that side of chemistry to bring things back to the atomic structure. Again, remember, you're in a created universe. We can't just have atoms when we want them. Something has to give up their form so we can use those atoms, right? So that's what we're in. We're in an atom rearrangement thing. For you pilots, we're in a touch-and-go planet. Yeah, law of conservation of energy, right? So, um, so like going down this path, I mean, I always love to come up with the pragmatic and um, we just all agreed that inflammation is killing people. Deepak Chopra talks about it. People are just, they're unhealthy, they're tired, they're fatigued. And you've got tons of people out there talking about fix your gut biome, you know, that's the solution or it's, you know, other types of things. Um, do you actually have any, I mean, obviously you've got your own nature, um, you've got your own set, set of supplements and things that are helped, but what would you say to somebody, you know, out of the gates? And I'm actually giving this a try right now. So I love um, a good ribeye. Um, I know that Jordan Peterson's, daughter, <laughs> Jordan yeah. Peterson's daughter actually went on a pure uh, red meat diet after she got off SSRIs. 
because she was dying and she had black mold and somehow she got better. But um, I, I'm also willing to give it a break and say, listen, I, I'm up right now. I'm at a 36 hour. Uh, I've had one meal in 36 hours. I want to go 48 hours with just having um, very little things like liquids, seam boss, et cetera. And I, I'm, I'm starting to feel it already. I, I normally don't feel this good so quickly. So what would you suggest for um, for our audience they really are tired and sick of being sick and tired, and they want to make those steps um, in, in the right direction. What would you okay. suggest the first two or three things that they start doing? Real simple. Quit blaming the outside world. Change your diet from cooked, processed foods, cooked foods. Who cooks their foods before they eat it in the animal kingdom? Nobody. So yeah. quit eating cooked dead foods, dead animals, all this sort of stuff, and go to the electrical side of life. The fruit is the top of the mountain of electricity along with berries, and then your melons come in and your vegetables are down from that. But vegetables are more herbivore fruits, but if you want to eat them, who cares? But if I'm, if you're in a wheelchair, let's say, and give me a uh, Lou Gehrig's case, uh, can't talk, modeled, uh, uh, seven brain lesions, I can, get her, I can get this person up in about five and a half months starting to walk, uh, pushing the stroller and talking and singing again. And I've done that consistently for 50 years now. And it's because we understand that talking about sugars, you have to have sugars. And you can't, and you look at TV and you see these insurers and pedicures, they've got 30 grams of protein and one gram of sugar. Well, let's just take a look at mother's milk. Mother's milk is seven and a half percent carbon, which is your sugars, a three and a half percent basically of lipids, which is your lymphatic system, and 0.9 amino or uh, proteins. Wow. So when you look that. at that, oh yeah. And we're, we have a book coming out on that and I'll is have that all the, the different. I'm sorry. Is that the colostrum part of it? That mother's milk or is that the very first stage? That's is that the mother's milk. That's okay. not the colostrum part. Okay. But let's say you talk about colostrum and everybody was touting it as a, uh, as a immune enhancer. I like to know what people mean about immune enhancers, to tell you the truth. But, uh, I've seen this, uh, I had a Amish lady with a big breast tumor. And she had been taking shark cartilage and it just it just fastened that that tumor right to her bone. So I sent her down to Contreras Clinic in Mexico, got some laetrile and loosened it up. But she didn't think I was getting rid of it fast enough. So she went to a nutritionist. And the nutritionist put her on a colostrum and her tumor exploded. Oh God. See, anytime you do dairy, no no animal drinks milk after they're weaned. So when you start to go down that road, you start getting into very mucosic, responsive foods. That means mucus-forming foods. And then first thing out in your detox, mucus out of your sinuses, out of your throat, bronchi, lungs, that sort of thing. But your bowels are full of it. Your body is just full of mucus because the, the acids that we're consuming is mucosic-responsive. So there's a lot to that sort of thing. But if people keep it simple, change your diet. First thing out, breakfast. You're breaking the fast from the night before. You don't make break fasts on, on, on eggs, bacon, and toast. You break them on fruit. So have a big fruit breakfast or oranges, whatever you want, grapes, whatever you want. Have a big salad for lunch. If you want a piece of dead animal with it, okay. Uh, but don't do your starch with it because now you're into a wrong combination. Now you set up fermentation. Now you bring in the fungal family. See, we bring in these families to us by the very nature of the foods we're eating. And then we bitch, we got E. coli, we got H. pylori, we got all this crap. And I think, You're eating it. You're calling it. It's a call of the wild, man. I was watching a hunter program one time. I was sitting eating in a restaurant. They had this hunter program. 
This guy aimed at this big buck. I don't forget how many points. He's a big dude. Shot him. So the cameraman and him walks over. Nature already beat him to him. Nature already beat the cameraman and the hunter to that deer. Wow. Flies were already around it. And that just shows you the signaling and, and start to understand how the body works with immunology. Here's a good example. Understand how that is. But your perspective, it's like doing a study. What's your pers initial perspective? Right? So you have your perspective is everything. And so that's where the theory of disease is totally ridiculous. There's a cause for every, it's physics. There's a cause for every effect. If you don't know the cause, just admit it. But don't sit there and say it's autoimmune and some kind of bull crap like that when you don't know. Just admit you don't know. But you confuse people when you set up these lies and stuff about that and metastasizing of cancer and crap like that. That's all lies. When you understand the lymphatic system and what the retention of acids do in tissue, you'll know exactly the name of diseases. Dr. Morris, how did you uh, go down this road? Like what led you down this journey? I was building myself a uh, duplex. I wanted to build a house by myself. I wanted to do it all, right? I'm an old farm boy. But I needed a help, so I was living on the beach kind of down here in uh, uh, Florida. And there was a, a, a good-looking young man playing volleyball with all of us, and he was a carpenter, and we were talking. I said, oh, you need a job? I'm trying to build, tackle this house by myself, and I could use some help. He said, sure. So he was bringing lunchbox full of fruit and stuff like that. And I'm probably eating hamburgers and everything else. Who knows, right? So I'm looking at that. You know, I'm looking at that. I'm going, you know, why, what are you eating, you know, your fruit for? And all and, and like that. And he said, here, read that. And it was, I think it Herbert Shelton's, um, one of his books on fasting or whatever it was. Well, that just made total sense. You know, no animal cooks their food for, before they eat it. Why do you do it? And then all the... The, the understanding of foods and stuff like that comes in. And that just made total sense. And then he threw another book down on out-of-body travels. And I'm very interested with, at that time in out-of-body travels. So that just sparked me like crazy. And I hooked up with masters that could take you on some journeys. So it. we actually had uh, Virginia Drake uh, as a guest last week who had a near-death experience and now actually practices out-of-body experience. She, oh, yeah. that's, as she lives into the good. supernatural plane. How does that relate to you? What's your experience with it? Very deep. I mean, uh, I've been taken all the way to the Godhead. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, and then the reason why I'm here. And then you start to see all these things. You see your Akashic records. You can go through all of that kind of stuff. Oh, the Akashic records. You're a channeler. Oh, wow. Not only that, but they've taken me to places that weren't so nice. I've been to a, a prison that I don't know who goes there. It's an astral prison, so it's a low-level prison. But it's these things, it tunes itself. You know, it's funny. It, there's only the one. The one individualizes itself, and I'm looking at two individualized aspects of the one, right? And so each and every one of us are, are actually transmitting experiences for the one. Each of us are on our own journeys, you know? So karma is definitely the rule, and it keeps it does it to itself, you know. It keeps itself in order. So people don't understand how bad karma is and how exacting that is. And if you hurt another person, uh, you're going to get it back. And it's not has to do with law officers or anything out on the outside world. That's the karmic law, and everybody has to. Even masters have to pay it. So you know, it's you learn how to uh, live without using the mind and emotion so much. 
And that's what happened to me. I was traveling from big cities, uh, places, you, the beauty you can't even imagine. I got to taking some of my students to the thousand petal lotus. That's at the top of the astral world. That's the energy that supports the astral world and the physical world. You can't believe it's so nirvanic, just that. And that's not even cosmic consciousness yet. So it, it, being out of body is incredible. But then I had a voice echoing through my being that said, okay, who's the traveler? And I went, yeah, yeah, I got to in looking and, and seeing outside. But yeah, who, who's the one looking? And that <laughs> tripped me. And then I was reading J. Krishnamurti's stuff. It teaches you how to shut your mind off. And that's important. Get out of thought. Because most people live totally from thought and emotion. That's exactly what Virginia said last week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's right on. Yeah. And that's why well, people have to go into meditative states, right? So they're actually. Well, okay. So think, think this. You could go into a temple. And I was talking about this on a video the other day. You can go into an ashram and go into a temple and you can contemplate your navel. But I'd like to take a yoga like that and bring him over in the middle of the New York City and say, can you maintain that? That's what you got to get to is being in the moment every time so that no matter what you see or what transpires outside, you're living in consciousness, not in creation. Is that a discipline then, sir? Or is it something? I mean, I, one of the reasons why, and I, by the way, Virginia looked at me when I told her I was doing transcendental meditation. She goes, oh my gosh, you got your mantra from a master and it's not your own mantra. She really, she really stuck it to me. And I, I just basically said, listen, I've been enjoying it. It's been good for me. Uh, business has been great. But at the bottom line is, the reason I chose it is because doing mindfulness meditation or some of these other things, even Cameron Diaz was like, I tried everything. I suck. So that's why I love transcendental meditation because it's so easy to get yourself into that phase. And it does take about 15 minutes before you can really feel it. But then you're right there and you only really get to sample it for a bit. But I've only been doing it for about five months. So how do you get to that place, um, Dr. Morris, where you're that monk fully self-immolating himself to protest the war and he is not even there? His, his, there is no pain in that flesh. He is completely outside of what's happening to him right there. And it looks horrifying, but he's not minding it at all, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get there? Simple word. Become the watcher, not the thinker. Mm-hmm. So you want to become the observer. You want to watch without thought and judgment because when you start watching and observing life around you and just observing it, just without thought, without putting it in a, in, a, in, a, in a time capsule like what the mind does, you're not a computer. The mind is. So you want to observe, but then you see that mind coming in. Oh, but, oh, and you start seeing thoughts tripping off of what you're seeing. But that's the nature of the beast here. But learning that, see, teaches you the other way. You know, consciousness learns by becoming what it wants to experience. Mind mm. become, learns by thought, comparison, analysis, and things like that. And you see the emotions in the physical body and how they experience. So the opposite can be true. If you want to know what the divine is, you have to become the divine. Well, how, how can you become? How can you become something? Wait a minute. Who are you and where'd you come from? Are you looking from the small little embodied physical body up to the infinite? Or let me suggest you look from the infinite down to your little body. Change your perspective. Rich and I have had this conversation ongoing for a little while in that Jesus said, I am. He identified Mm -hmm. with source. 
Mm-hmm. That what you're talking I am. About? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you got a whole I am faith. You know, I love those people, but they use like Saint Germain, Jesus, some of the ascended masters and stuff. But I love the I am people. But you know, everybody's right. The real problem is that I am border, the border between thought and consciousness, and you, that little thin layer has got the id in there. See, the individualized self. So, you know, those are where a lot of beings get trapped trying to become awake again. Well, and then the, the easier way to get there is through psychedelics, right? So for the uninitiated. <laughs> well, window pane, um, uh, LSD and mushrooms all can give you that. Absolutely can. And that's the whole point is. Where do you get to a place where, I mean, we all have to take small steps. And in fact, one of your podcasts or reels, you're saying, listen, if you want to fix your body, fix your mind. Your mind will help your body. But there's certain people I think are so broken that there does need to be that starting of a physical point of starting with the food. And as your body starts to get better, then you work on your mind. I, I, it's hard. Like you're in that classic case of, oh, I need to start, you know, you know, not pushing stuff off. So I took up procrastination course but i actually didn't make it because i put it off or like you know what i'm saying there's a place where the chicken and the egg has to take place so um would you say that psychedelics is 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 a is a nice start so so alan watts told you know these folks oh alan watts (laughs) he's amazing right that's an old time man you're bringing back those old memories but what he did say was i did acid only one time. I didn't need to keep doing it again because once you've got that message on the cosmic plane, you you can hang up the phone because you've got the message. He's right. He's right. Well, look at Ram Dass or, or uh, Albert, what's his name, and Timothy Leary, those two guys. And that journey of Ram Dass uh, that way, but Timothy Leary, you know, trying to get into why get, getting into that now and going through all these types of things to do that. You're right. I did LSD. I did window pane just a few times, and I did mushrooms a few times, and I realized, you know what? And I was reading Jay Krishnamurti, and so I realized, you know what? I don't need this crap. I can do it myself. Because I have to do it myself. Yes. I can't depend upon any outside influence because I am consciousness. Yes. And why do I need to have something help me to become that which I already am? Yes. So, you know, it's just a matter of learning how to be the observer. Go into a mall and just walk around and watch. You'll start to see auras. You'll start to see things that uh, your mind still wants to pick up on. That's a good place to control your mind. When your mind steps in and says, oh, she's cute. No. Just observe. I, I love it. And I mean, I, I suppose you could acknowledge the beauty of God's creation in somebody that's beautiful that passes you by. And you say, thank you. That's beautiful. And then you move on, right? To the next, yeah. right? You get to see people. You get to see everybody wraps their, their, their states around them, obviously. They wear them like they do their clothes. And you can read them and you can see whether that person's a loving spiritual person or whether that person's, you know, lost in space or whatever. And so it's just, it's a better point of view and your karmetic role starts burning off. So your spirituality starts blooming and all your past karma burns off. And now you're starting to, everything's starting to happen in the now. So then you really learn that your actions do have consequences. And so you just need to. You've already created this journey. It's an already created universe. This this lifetime for you is already created. You're just reliving it. Deja vu crap. So just realize if you sit back and let the hand of God do it, you're you're good. You're you're now freeing yourself from these embodiments, and then you get to go to some of these high levels. 
Dr. Morris, do you think what role do you think diet places or diet plays a part in that shift from mind to consciousness? I think that it's important that you make that shift because people that are eating uh, grains and beans and, and meats, you know, I get it though, uh, that sort of thing. These are lower vibrational uh, frequencies. If you want to eat meat, eat it raw, of course, then, then it is electrical. There's no question about it. But your most electrical is going to be your fruits and berries. So uh, to give you a quick example, I had an advanced MS case. She was only 43 years old. Uh, she was stiff, solid. They brought her in by ambulance, right? So I put her on fruit only. Well, she starts at two and a half months. She's willing herself. She's moving herself, halfway transferring herself, and she's feeding herself. I said, honey, you're awful skinny. I'm going to give you some greens, put some muscles on because I'm an old farm boy, horseless. All right. I put her on a salad and some greens, and guess what happened to her? She went back and couldn't move. And I'm going, Jesus, crime, it freaked me out. So I put her back all on fruit. Then a few months ago, someone sent me this study from Yale that says that the brain converts glucose to fructose. And bam, that nailed it right down on me why the fruit is regenerative of nerve tissue where vegetables are not as good. Vegetables have minimal fructose and the brain then has to convert that to fructose. If you're not eating any of that, how do you regenerate your nervous system? This is fascinating because there was the fruit in the garden um, from the beginning of creation, but also at the same time. It's very specific, too. Yeah, yeah it is. Fruit. Possibly a pomegranate, at least according to the um, two, po the two pillars in, um, in the temple. But let me ask you this about the people that would be the naysayers that would say, um, how are you going to get your um, enough of your branch chain aminos, right? You, th there's not enough complete proteins in those fruits that are going to get you to that like strength levels or, or, or if you're doing any kind of fully exercise, what, 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 what's, what's the argument against that, that there's not enough of branch chain aminos or full, yeah. full, full aminos? You know, I've lived with this, uh, this nutritional idiocy uh, for, I don't even know how long. Like I said, I'm 50 years doing this clinically. So I've sit behind a desk for 50 years working with people and I've tried everything supplements, vitamins and minerals, uh, your beta-glucans, you know, all of these sort of things. I tried every freaking thing on the planet, the rife, you know, all this sort of thing until it really slapped me in the face that I already knew the answer. I already knew the lymphatic system. And that is where your tumors, your, your inflammation, that's where everything's born because this is your sewer system. Yeah. And when your sewer system is not eliminating waste, picture it in your home. If you flush the toilet and it overflows, you're not going to stay in the bathroom. Right. And then you have all the gases and everything that's being formed like that. You see it in your own bowels when you eat wrong. You have gas. Well, this thing, take it interstitially. Go, go all through your body. It's interesting to me that when someone gets cancer, typically they'll take out their lymph nodes. Well, because when you ask the proper questions about you've got a cell here, let's say in breast tissue that was damaged, Right. And it's mutated and they did. A, and it's in a tumor, let's say. Right. Well, number one, where'd the tumor come from? What's in the tumor? Where, where, what's that? It's not blood. It's not a blood clot. So then you start understanding the lymphatic system a little more. So and then you got Dr. Pimple Popper and you got these people that are kind of showing you pimples or, or tumors that when you open them, what's in them? And you could debreed these internal tumors the same way she debreeds these topical 
but the surgeons aren't doing it. They're connected. They want you to do chemotherapy, radiation. They want to kill you first. And then if you survive, they might cut on you. You know, it's that kind of craziness. But just as an example, here's the lymphatic system in your finger. Wow. Just that alone. It's amazing, ain't it? It is. It's a lot more extensive than everybody thinks it is. A lot more. It's everywhere there's blood, there's lymph. So think of the body simplistically. A bunch of cells, about 100 trillion, right? You got spaces around every one of them, basically, called interstitial. And then you have the two fluids that occupy it. Outside of that, you got a little water and some chemical wash. That's it. So what's the two fluids that are around every cell that's vital for every cell to have? Blood and lymph. Well, now, wait a minute. How much blood is flowing around a cell? About 15%. You mean you've got 85%, 80 to 85%, even if you said 75% lymph over blood? Why would that be so important? And understanding that the lymph is cholesterol-based uh, fluid, a lipid-based fluid, the mucousy fluid you get, then you understand that acids that the lipids are the best side of chemistry to deal with acids. If you bring in electrolytes, it'll burn, suck the electrons right out of them. So if you really want to deal with uh, inflammation, you've got to deal with your lymphatic system. And inflammation, keep in mind, is not a disease. It's your body's response to what? How did a cell get damaged? You know, asking the appropriate questions, not these crappy question like the cell just somehow mysteriously became a cancer cell in tissue and then somehow it can get out it can travel against against the tide because you've got gates in your your vascular system and your lymph system and find say uh, uh, an ovarian uh, cell that turned cancerous can then travel up to your lung and become get it somehow squeeze into your lung tissue and go move over everybody uh, I'm a cancer cell and I want you to be one too I mean come on but there is a system that's systemic, that when they say metastasize, they don't understand what they're saying is that when you're backed up in the breast, you're backed up in the brain, and you're backed up all the way to the little toe on that side. This is the lymphatic system. Wow. Yeah. And so they don't understand that. Dr. Morris, what would you say to someone who is a carnivore, living in a carnivore diet? Yeah, I'm not for that, you know. Uh, but I'm going to fire boy. What's the gentleman's response there? The general response is going to be get out of that and become a, a, a fruit. If you're that set on that, then do your thing. But you're going to lose a lot of calcium out of your body. You're going to have a lot of problems in the future. You're eating an acid ash food. Your GI tracts are a mess. Take a look at the difference between an Alaskan at 50 and a an Islander at 120. Right. An Islander even looks young at 120, and at 50, the Alaskan looks like he's 70. And that's just too much protein. When you eat, just keep in mind that these are acid-ash foods. And that's what I'm saying. If they weren't acid-ash foods, okay, I don't care. But they're acid-ash foods. That means that if you, what little bit of absorption most people do have left, <laughs> absorb these proteins, that's not what the blood's looking for. It's looking for to create ATP. It's looking for sugars not looking for aminos. Aminos are easy. Aminos are, I mean, and, and look at a protein. What has to happen to a protein when you eat it, right? It has to go down through the process of hydrochloric acid and pepsin. And as soon as they break apart, like a wrecking ball, break apart that block structure, then you've got to get that pH from about two all the way up to about 7.5 for trypsin and chymotrypsin in the pancreatic duct to convert the polypeptides and stuff back into the 
amino acids before the body can use them. Wow. Well, why would we then go to a secondhand protein and add direct yourself to a horse? We raised horses and trained them for barrel racing. So you've got a big wild stallion in the, in the and you know the answer this out in, out in the wild, right? How does he become so muscular? If he's a, if he's a 20 hand horse, you're not going to play with him too much. <laughs> horse, right? So you're not, these are big stallions and things like that. How did they get that way? What's their diet? Grass. Well, where'd they get their complete amino acid structures? Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me think there's about it. There's gluten and there's proteins in the grass. You've got, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways the body converts and uses aminos. What's interesting to me that I didn't realize that your liver can convert a sugar to an amino and back and forth. We knew you could convert an amino to a sugar, but that would be like being in Alaska. Your, your snow came out, you're stuck in the cabin, you burn all the wood that you have. Uh, it's freezing. You can't get out. What are you going to do? You're going to start burning your furniture, right? Then you're going to start burning your internal walls, right? You're going to start tearing back the cabin. And that's what happens when you don't eat sugar and you do a 30 gram protein to a one gram sugar. So now why is all the baby food shortages? Because these baby foods cause NEC. That's necrosis of the small and large intestinal tract because they were so mm. high in protein. Mm. Crazy. Can't do that. Mother's milk does not dictate that. And we can't. Less than 1% is protein in mother's milk? 0.9. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's seven and a half carbon. Right. When you start to get into cows, you'll see a little difference, a little more proteins. Their structure's a little bigger and heavier. You know, it just fits when you go look at species. So we're going to put up four vertebrae, the four basic vertebrae, and we're getting into the anatomy physiology side of this and really going to show you the depth of the differences of the gut tissue and all the things that's obvious, but also uh, my friend, she's an A&P professor. She's, she's going to dig a little deep for you guys. So it's going to be fun stuff. And it just shows you that. And of course we have clinicals. I have 50 years of clinicals. So we have some up on drmorse.tv and I'll show you how to regenerate a toe. That's just tissue hanging just on fruit. If you saw that toe, it's just tissue. They want to whack that little tissue off, right? We would build a whole toe on that with just, what? Oh, fruit. Oh, and we did some herbs. And then I have a lot of neurological cases. I have one kid that the father beat him pretty bad, broke fractured legs, ribs, uh, fourth of his brain had uh, deteriorated. They said he would never see in one eye and never walk. And I, the mother wouldn't take herbs, uh, wouldn't let me give him herbs. So she did it. And she was breastfeeding. Look at the videos. The, do the medical doctors are going, this is not the kid we saw the, uh, you know, last year. There's, there's no way. And this kid is as normal as any other kid. And that was through breast milk. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's amazing. People underestimate the power of the body. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. What we put, I mean, imagine like, I mean, the fact that like Jim Morrison could drink, you know, a handle of, of liquor for a freaking year and still freaking live, right? For that. that. Right? I tell you what. A lot of these guys, not though, but a lot of these rock and rollers are my buddies. I've had, uh, I've been at Shania Twain's house talking to the vice president of Nestle's Baby Foods, arguing over B12. Uh, I, uh, Brian Adams, a real good friend, and some of the old groups, you know, Death Leopard, and some of these people. These are good friends, and these these are guys doing it. There was an old group called Iron Butterfly. I don't know if any oh, of you guys sure. remember that. In the kind of the Vita, baby. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pulled him out of That's a rock. I mean, yeah. right there. Cream. I'm an old yeah. rock and roller, baby. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> good stuff. Dr. Morris, what would you say? Because uh, 
the, the fundamental principle you're talking about is that your body gets fed primarily through fruit sugars. What would you say to someone who lives on sort of the typical American diet of McDonald's and Olive Garden? You know what I find, and I've got this way in my clinic because after so many years of doing it, when your body breaks down and rings your bell and you decide to listen, we're here. Amen. I've had videos out for years and I've had all these things out for years. And all I can say is these are not health foods. Check, check nature. You, your body came out of nature. You know, the medical science makes you think that we're somehow not connected with the matrix, that there has to be. No, we're an integral symbiotic relationship with it. We have, we share, we breathe in about 15,000 microbes an hour. So, I mean, come on guys, you know, it's just understanding what that one doc said, the inner terrain. Exactly. Well, what's an inner terrain? What's infectious? And they got everybody thinking these germs and everything's infectious. What it is, is your sewer system. And when it ain't moving, you're going to get infectious. And you're going to start to see the decay and the inflammatory response to that. Because if the body doesn't respond to acids, it'll just chew up the tissue. And then that's what you see when your lip nodes are blocked. You mentioned that before. When your lip nodes are, are swollen, that means you're blocked from the tissue. Say, say you live in a subdivision and you're one of 10 houses and they all feed into the same septic tank. But that septic tank has to drain then into the city line or whatever, right? Let's assume the city line's backed up. In the case of the physical body, let's assume that your urine is clear when you pee. You're not filtering because your urine has to have sediment. Your urine has to have chemistry in it. And medical doctors want to see it clear or you're infectious. Infectious from what? That's your cellular waste. These are your acids. So when you put it all together, you'll see that uh, that when the, when the kidneys aren't filtering, it backs it all the way up to the lymph nodes and then the lymph nodes to the cells. Well, you can't, the uh, lipocytes can't move these cells out to the lymph nodes anymore. So monocytes become macrophages and start breaking down cells right in the tissue. And that's where they see all this stuff going on and they don't understand that the path to that is blocked. Aside of that, this isn't a normal process. The path is blocked. You have an obstruction, obviously. I, I love how you, I've been seeing my my urine cloudy and, and like, so yeah! that's what the fuck is wrong with me, right? I'm like, you know, and, and I want to say, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, but, that's but a big deal. would it be fair if you're hydrating and you're out running, you're doing a five mile run and it's hot outside and you're peeing out there on the trail it should be clear at that stage, right? If you're doing, if you're, if you've been drinking like 32, 40 ounces just to hydrate or not. I couldn't tell you. Okay. I couldn't tell you. I, I would think you were always going to see something. If you're overhydrating, maybe you would, your urine would clear up with that. Yeah. You know, what people don't understand is hydration isn't just drinking uh, some alkaline water. And the sad thing about hydration is that uh, Gatorade, the liars they are, Gatorade has a pH of 2.65. Wow. <laughs> 2.65. Well, blood is 7.6, and this is logarithms. Figure it out. Yeah, that's bad 10 news. by 10 by 10. So when you look at I was telling earlier about chemo. Chemotherapy is 500,000 to 1 million times more acidic than your blood. Holy who, would, who would, in their right mind, allow that? Figure yeah. it out. Go logarithms. Figure that out in the pH scale, and it'll shock you. How yeah. this has ever come about, you know? 
Well, we're becoming more awake. I think there is a consciousness moving. Like people are more willing to be open to these kinds of things. There's a lot of, you know, obviously still misinformation about anything you see in the internet these days, Dr. Morse. But overall, I mean, obviously Dr. Brecka just had Dana White on and Dana White's telling the world, I went on a ketogenic diet, probably went on some hormone therapy, maybe get testosterone and, you know, save 10 years off of his life because of that. God bless him. Ketogenic. You can't go ketogenic on a fruit diet, right? Uh, Clearly. (laughs) You know, and this thing about taking hormones and steroids, I've done live classes for years until I put them up on the net, right? But uh, I had three medical doctors at one class and they were bioidentical medical doctors, a man and a wife, a couple. And I said, why do you guys do that? Because you can't reach a homeostasis by treating like that. And by giving a hormone or steroid, and this is also with two neurotransmitters, and also, by the way, with digestive enzymes. And I have a little saying, you take it, your body quits making it. And that's just what you see with steroids and hormones, like pregnisone and things like that. When you're on anti-inflammatories, guess what endocrine gland you're slamming? You're slamming your adrenals. Well, guess where your adrenals are? Sitting on top of your kidneys. So you can look at kidney and adrenals and, okay, sugar metabolism, uh, your mineral utilization, your sex hormones and stuff like that. But how about running the kidneys? They run the kidneys, sodium potassium balances, right? So when the kidneys go down, the adrenals go down, your autonomic nervous system goes down, your lymphatic system goes down. You people cannot believe. You're mid here. You, your body starts going down. You start getting tight and stiff sore swelling your skin starts popping out with sores on it easy to fix if you understand what's causing all of this so dr morse if someone say wanted to follow you and become you know take on this principle of become a fruitarian what would you recommend they start with to sort of build say a 30 to 60 day program to kind of prove to themselves this has real value well, go to our videos and start uh, listening to us because, uh, and then we've got Facebook sites all over the place. I think one has about 50,000 on it. Uh, we've got so much. And then if you've, our, my class is not expensive uh, and it's the International School of the Healing Arts. And we have, uh, I've had classes there, which I teach, you know, basic uh, chemistry and physics and teach you what's causing everything and how to fix it. Our clinicals speak for themselves because we're curing people around the world by the tens of thousands. That's I mean, awesome. everywhere. And it's just when you understand, I I don't think the homo sapien can become a frugivore, to be honest with you, back to his original state yet because of what? You said it yourselves. You're seeing that in those that are at a, a limited, let's say, or a certain level of state of consciousness. Those that are more spiritual tend to go, what you were saying, oh, look, I want to try that over there. You know, this doesn't sound good. I I don't want to hurt my body. Let me try something over here. That's a more spiritual soul, one that's got an eye open a little bit. Those are the ones. So I'm going to say, try, do Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz, medical doctor, right? This guy took 12 people to the zoo. I remember that he took 12 people to the zoo, put them on monkey food, checked their stats, their respirations, their blood pressure, blah, 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 blah. And when they came back in 12 days, their stats, everything were down. Everything was going back to normal. And everyone goes, wow, look at that. Look at that. So I watch him once in a while. And I can always tell when Dr. Oz does it himself and when he does it. But then he became a pusher of supplements. Isn't that funny? He saw all these people getting better with no product. But now he's pushing product. That's why they pulled him in front of Congress and got, kind of nailed his butt there. So, you know, 
if you're going to have some integrity, I have product, but they're herbals. They're herbal formulas. Right. And these formulas are only designed to enhance the function of tissues. So when I'm going after you, uh, any case, whether you're in a wheelchair, your parachute didn't open, uh, we've had, you name it, we've had all these type of cases, right? So the first order of the day is your diet. You, you, how are you going to get better eating an acid-forming food diet? You can't do that. So we want an electrical neurological diet. That's your fruits and berries and melons. So we push a fruit and berry melon diet. Work to it if you want. Try it for a month, but be prepared because if you're really backed up or you're a cheese and dairy consumer, you're going to have a cold and flu-like symptom. And it's high time the world knew what a cold and flu-like symptom really was and why cold air trips it. You know, you look it? at your chemistry, your alkaline and your, and your acids. Anything alkaline is going to hydrate you and anything that hydrates you is going to create fluidity. And now your mucus is going to come out. It's, no, it's not magic. It's chemistry. Yeah. So it's releasing the toxins from the dairy products? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In other words, your lymphatic system will start filtering through your kidneys. But again, chemistry consumed might be chemistry re-experienced. I love it. You know, okay, quick, quick question regarding, um, I've seen, uh, I'm sure you're an anti-jabber, um, but we'll just leave it behind the scenes for, for now. There's um, some people who are like, hey, man, I've got it and I, I want to detox from it. And I've seen some articles that talk about taking bromelain and natokinase, which is the fermented soybean and um, um, curcumin. And don't do not do that. Um, so for- yeah. Okay. So if you want to get focused on a good detox, first you got to get your diet or you got to understand what's detoxable. Back in the natural hygienic days, in the old days, we did vegetable detoxing. In other words, we did carrot juice. Yep. So I invite anybody to do a 10-day carrot juice fast, follow it up with a 10-day grape fast. Let me show you the difference. You know, if you have a shower door full of mineral deposits, are you going to use carrot juice to clean it off or lemon juice? Yeah, baby. Try to do a lemon juice fast. I got Shania Twain to do 18 days. Her husband then was Mutlang. He did 27. I've done 28. And I've got my students have done 30. Well, you've done 30 days of lemons. You you about had it. Let me tell you. <laughs> you, know, you got to check your pH of your mouth and everything else because that's strong astringents. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hydration with astringents, and that's your key. And that's why you go on grapes or you go on navel oranges or something like that when you have tumors and stuff make sure you see sediment in your urine you can't believe that you have two kidneys and you don't know but if you've got tumors and as soon as you start to filtering you'll start to see them going down 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 do not have your tumors biopsy who cares if there's a cancer assume there's a cancer cell in your tumor what do you do about it you're going you're gonna to have invasive procedures. You're going to have scar tissue. And you're going to have all kinds of things. And then they didn't fix the system. They just removed the one, one of the effects of it. Well, wait yeah. a minute. You've got lymph nodes here. We'll just take a whole bunch out here. Oh, and then suddenly the arm blows up. The lungs blow up. And it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That is a highway to hell. You want to understand the highway to heaven. And that's going to be follow the natural way of doing this. Understand your lymphatic system. And understand the two sides of chemistry. When you do that, You've got a pretty good handle on what's causing your problems. Is it better to do non-organic um, than, is it better, if, if your choice was organic fruit or non-organic fruit, would you just hold off on the non-organic? I mean, I imagine you're going organic, right? Or do you not, not does it matter? Right. If I can't get uh, non-organic, if, if I can't get organic, I'm going to get the best I can find. I'm going to use a veggie wash, but I'm going to, if I'm in trouble, 
I'm not going to let that stop. And a lot of people, even in Florida, you wouldn't believe we I haven't had a good watermelon yet. I haven't had any good fruit yet. And I'm starving right now for a good fruit. And it's really difficult. If yeah. we could just go to the store and all those fruits were fresh and popping, people wouldn't walk any further. This is right. where I need because when you walk up, when you go in your grocery store, just become the observer, right? Take a look at the colors of things, the energy of things. So go to your produce section and just look at the colors and look at the energy coming off of them. Then walk down your aisles of cans and, and, and jars and stuff and look at the energy that's not, oh, I mean, uh, energy that could be coming off of them. Yeah. Dr. Morris, you're con so I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I wanted to dive into this. You and I touched on it a little bit before uh, when we started. You're a little bit controversial. You've been banned from YouTube. Why do you think there's pushback on uh, your ideas? Well, mostly vaccines more than anything. Uh, you know, I'm with Dr. Tenpenny and all the guys. You know, this, uh, this is bad news. And, of it course, is. I'm into the Illuminati. I, sue I sued the... Uh, uh, IRS or basically the World Bank. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of things doing that. I learned that the World Bank has a treaty with the United States and a treaty supersedes the Constitution. And I'm a constitutionalist. So, I mean, there's a lot of bad law going on here. That's just un the corruption is thick, thick. Didn't Trump put in an executive order in place um, that might help um, offset that. And so like we're, you know, supposedly part of the British government and kind of separating from that. I mean, we're going a little conspiratorial here, but I mean, isn't there a way out of this whole thing? Well, I think the way out of this whole thing is to eliminate the Illuminati, to eliminate the world order and to quit borrowing money from the World Bank and give them a thumbs up, you know, uh, start going back to what Britain voted on, gold and silver, and what uh, uh, Greece should have done. Because would you rather borrow money from a country that's based upon their commodities of gold and silver, or would you rather borrow money uh, from a country that borrows their money, debt money? Right. See, yeah. and that's what you're looking at. The, the, the dollar in America is debt money. That, that's, that's Federal Reserve notes. That's nothing. They took our gold and goes, here, we'll give you some paper for it. Uh, but it's kind of worthless. I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing that, that our, our elected officials have been doing to us. That was Roosevelt. So been doing to us. And it was like, you know what? It's time to take that back. I'm an old uh, Air Force guy, and I just, you know, I'm very spiritual, but there's a part of me that, you know, we're, we're at war, let's go. You know, I'm here for some reason. Let's go to it, you know. But so that's what people have to get. They have to take their governments back. You know, these representative governments have failed. And yeah. they just, uh, they don't represent the people anymore. They represent the Illuminati. Dr. Morris, what, what is your concern with the, uh, with the um, vaccine? Graphene oxide, uh, I think it was Germany that found all the heavy metals. But the graphene oxide, why would you put graphene oxide in there? And then, of course, then the, 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 you found out the Q-tips testing had sodium azide on it. The antigen, the, the antigen um, yeah, the, um, not, 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 not the PC, not P, what is it? There was two kinds. There was one for, that was antigen, right, that everybody just had. And that had its own problems in it, right? Yeah, the sodium azide. And the sodium azide is one of the most explosive substances out there. Very uh, deadly. And they, uh, how did that get coated on your Q-tips, uh, my friends? I mean, it goes on and on and on. But if you listen to the makers of this, you start getting the sense that they, they call the humans useless eaters. It's part of the uh, global society that wants to eliminate the human race. Harari. 
that guy's da- bad news. The guy that bad runs news. the events, I mean, he is he is absolutely freaking batshit crazy evil. Why is that guy? And well, here's another family for you, Pfizer family. This guy, these, these these are so bad. These guys need to go to jail. Don't pass go and don't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, they they want to vaccinate your babies. Anything to get the global uh, population way down. They're saying five hundred million, and we're at what nine billion. Well, yeah. there's a there's a I, you might look it up, but there's a, a a group that's come out now that claims over several countries they've now figured out there's been at least seventeen to twenty million deaths. Well, my group is how I teach students to cure people, right? And they're hounded with vaccine injuries, especially neurological ones. But then the inflammation with the spike proteins and things like that. You got to get that out of you. And there's only one way to get it out. Because if it wasn't for your slow lymphatic system, most people would be dead by now. Wow. So you've got to get your lymphatic system because it's an IM. So it's intermuscular. It is more lymphatic than blood. And remember, your lymphatic system is about 75 to 80 percent interstitial fluid. Thank God, because if you did a a direct vascular uh, injection, some of them died. A medical doctor died the next day. Right. Well, and they also claimed it was going to be localized, right? And then you're finding the actual elements of the vaccine in in the cervix. Localized. They're full of crap. And what are they doing with it anyway? And then if you can put a magnet on your vaccine site, that's a little scary. I don't know. That seemed that that one seemed a little suspect. I saw pictures of it. Oh my we looked gosh. that up and going, no way. But graphene oxide, you've got some metals in there, man. Yeah. And so uh, that's pretty scary. Why would you have to do that? Because immuno- immunology has gone nutso. They have literally gone nutso. I get... You know, we're pretty well known around the world. So I get letters from virologists. And this one virologist wrote me and said, how come you haven't heard from us? That's when Fauci was leading the band. He said, how come you haven't heard from us? We're the ones that are expert on, on viruses. So he proceeded. And, and of course, I'm in agreement with that. This is a detoxification situation. When you have cells, they're breaking down. They release their help. And that helps our viruses. And it initiates the detoxification. And the detoxification is going to always make itself into a cold and flu-like symptom. Why a fever? What's your largest eliminative organ you have? Your skin. If you can't get a fever, that means your thyroid is too low. And you don't, You want to be able to sweat good. Why do people have spas? Why do you go to saunas for? Why are you sweating for? Just, just for the fun of it? No. And what are you sweating out? Toxins. Yeah, exactly. Acids. Yeah. Well, Dr. Morse, what is the, what is the damage of metals in your body? Well, I mean, you've got a lot of metals. I mean, calcium, and magnesium, manganese. There's a lot of metals. Generally, these metals are in the form of salts and foods. So, but if you've got an overbalance of metals, you know, like iron and stuff, you can cause all kinds of problems. But, it, but specifically from the vaccine, what's the concern oh, there? Oh, heavy metals. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Vaccine, heavy metals. All right. So there's two things that vaccine we've seen for sure. Cardiac and neurological. Monetary, yeah. Heavy mm-hmm. neurological, that means thimerosal is probably involved, mercury, you know. So you've got heavy, we have heavy neurological problems from that. Then, of course, the cardiac problems from that. I don't know, I'm not in clinical practice anymore, except in our, our clinic here, the, uh, the, uh, my uh, detox specialist there. I'm uh, always listening to her and listening, look, helping her with cases because we're getting some cases that are just, Beyond what people can imagine. Yeah. Well, give us an example. Well, this is this is not the worst one, but I'll give you an example of one here. 
Uh, and this is not a worst case. This is a tumor on a lady's breast. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It looks like, like leprosy. This is, a, this is a young girl. They gave her chemo, and look what happened to her. They burned her all over, and she oh. died. This sort of thing. These are the cases. That guy, there's a good case. You know, we get wow. a lot of cases here. But uh, I've got one now that's, um, I don't have my phone to put it up for you, but it's a tumor that's way out to here. I don't know what country she's in. Open to the teeth in several places. Uh, but one of my students has her. And uh, they said, what can I do with this tumor? And I said, there's only one thing you can do. Megatherapy. And if you can't get that, I tried to get megatherapy for that tumor you saw. That tumor is this big around, guys. And uh, I couldn't get it. You hear it on Discovery Channel. And you hear it all over. You know, use megatherapy. Can't get it. So I said, will that lady outside for about an hour? I mean, you might not think that. That's the only thing that can save this lady because her tumor is way out here. And she's, it's, it's necroticized so bad you can all see her jaw and her teeth. Her, her skin is just gone. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it's a, it, uh, the pictures are gory, but we have so many like that. Ladies, a lot of female stuff down below. Watch yourself. If you learn anything from me, learn about your lymphatic system and how to get it open, get your kidneys filtering, and you will have saved your human body a lot of suffering. Yeah, for someone who's really interested in growth, because we talk a lot about biohacking on here and how do you improve your health? How do you do the things that really, uh, where does someone start? Well, yes. obviously they start with the diet, right? They start yep. with the foods and all that. If they want to take some botanicals, I'm for that because nothing else is like that. Botanicals are tissue specific. In other words, God didn't make herbs for diseases. They're for tissues in the body. So I have an herbs that can pull tumors right out of your body. I've got herbs that enhance your liver function, you know, all that sort of thing. The other thing is get a little sunshine. You know, walk out and get a little I sunshine. Indeed, the value of sunshine. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, direct and indirect. You know, sit on a porch and get some indirect full spectrum lighting. We can mm -hmm. argue about the Van Allen Bell. We can argue about the radiation, but still full spectrum lighting is essential. I'm not about isolates of, of radiation. I'm not about infrared saunas or anything like that. They cook you from the inside out. So, but this is full spectrum lighting and very helpful to the tissues of your body. Essential. You see people without sunshine, you see what they look like. Right. So, and even going out and, and sitting in the sun once in a while, even if it was for 10, five or 10 minutes, the more acidic you are, the more you don't want to do that. Mm. The more alkaline you are, the more it pulls you to itself. But yes. your body is an alkaline body. But most people are so acidic, they go out in the sun, they burn right off. They burn. It's like, because acid on top of acid. Yeah. Can't do that. I've never heard that. I, that's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So acid on top of acid. Yeah, in other words, if you're acidic and you go into the sun, you're going to burn yourself. You're going to burn. And when you start getting the lymph system straightened around, not only will you not burn, you'll tan better, but you'll you'll feel the energy kind of like hug you. I hundred percent do. The sun's hugging you. Yeah, absolutely. No, are you embracing it? You you yeah. you you're absolutely embracing it. Yeah. And um, I would actually look straight. I mean, I actually looked straight at the sun the other day. Um, in the morning, right, like less than 45 minutes after sunrise, and it was almost like it's just shimmering. It was great. But, I love but that. Jonathan, going back to acid upon acid, that's when people when people are unhealthy, they crave the unhealthy foods yeah, too, right? Do. It's yeah. the same kind of it's, perpetual cycle. It's a downward spiral. 
I remember a guy was on crew at Long Beach. Um, he'd been just working his ass off, eating really healthy, you know, and then after he was done, he went out and got a McDonald's. He vomited it all up, right? Because he was craving a burger. He goes, you know what? I've, I've done this. I've worked my ass off. I deserve a freaking burger. Almost, maybe he didn't even crave it, but it's like, screw it. I deserve it. And he like literally puked, right? After eating, after yeah. Yeah. Well, the healthier you get, you don't have to say a thing. I always tell people, if you go two weeks to a month on a good raw diet, your fruit in the morning, your big meal at lunch, big salad and whatever, and then at supper, maybe a light fruit meal again. And you do that for a month. Try just what you said, my friend. Try going out and have a hamburger. See what happens to you. And you'll see and feel it all the way down and yeah. out if it comes out. I mean, that sort of thing. You know, these foods are very constipating to people. And the average person is constipated as all get out. I had a Northwest Airline pilot that didn't move his bowels, but every 45 days. I said every 45 days. Now, I've had a lot of women that don't move their bowels for when every day they menstruate, meaning they don't move for every 30 days. I've had several of those, but 45 days? And I asked him, I said, do you eat meat? And he goes, well, yeah, why? And I said, imagine a piece of meat out on the highway there at 100 degree temperature for 45 days in your gut. And you bitch about bacteria problems and stuff like that? Come on, man. Now, you mentioned if you're going to eat meat, go raw, would a little sushi, like a little raw salmon be okay with a little seaweed, you know, like a little I salmon? I would do that. Keep the, keep, keep the carbs away from that. Do a meat and a salad, and you will feel the digestive enzymes of the salad assisting. It's a strange thing because even the salad is an oxy, according to the meat, because you've got an alkaline digestive need and an acidic digestive need initial. So there's no digestion of protein in your mouth at all. This is this is an alkaline process. And people that are having pancreatic problems start chewing more. You digest in your mouth a little more. But when you combine an alkali with an acid, you're you're going bam, bam, bam. So the I the ideal way is to mono eat. Meaning that if you want a piece of meat, just sit there and eat the piece of meat. Got if you it. want a salad, just sit there and eat the piece of salad. If you want a fruit, sit there and eat the fruit. And too, if you're real spiritual and you have too many combinations in the salad, uh, don't be surprised if you get confused because it's all magnetic energies. So and you mean, yeah, you've got like salad, then you've got some, well, it's okay to have salad with cucumbers and cherry tomatoes and onion, right? That's okay. I used to push the rainbow salad, all the different colors, the peppers, the cucumbers for sure, you know, all this stuff like this, onions a little, uh, you know, just a little irritant, but Okay. Each each carries its own vibration and frequency, its own individuality. And if you're sensitive, you will feel that in your digestive tract. I'm serious. So that's why you see most animals being mono eaters. Mm -hmm. I did see one female orangutan once grab two different fruit and put it in front of her and start eating one at a time. I never saw that in in any other species like that, even in the primate species. Generally, eat where you're at. Yeah. Dr. Morse, uh, so we're going to wrap up here, but I wanted to give uh, uh, Rich an opportunity to ask one final question, and I'll start with mine first. You've been in practice for, you said, more than 50 years. What is your favorite story of healing that you've seen? Because a lot, what a lot of people really wrestle with is that, that healing is actually even possible. And it sounds like you've seen these immense stories. What's your favorite? God, I've got a couple of them. There's a guy's parachute didn't open and he hit the water at about 85. 
and he was pretty broken up, you know, quad from that. And I repaired him and he's normal and running, not reshooting and everything else now. Uh, I think the, the, the most difficult case and the one that steps out was a C3, C4 quadriplegic. She had a head on car crash, complete spinal cord severation, killed the other guy. Uh, a lot of a lot of emotional stuff involved in all of that. She's this little girl in a wheelchair and she could only move it with her tongue. That's all she could move her wheelchair with. And she had a lot of spasticity, so they called her the Velcro Queen. It took me 11 months to reconnect her, but that made wow. me cry. I could put a, when I first met her, I could put a screwdriver through her leg and she'd never know it. Wow. And then uh, in 11 months, I could put which toe am I on? You're my little pinky. <laughs> Give me so you brought her back. You brought her back from hell. Severed spinal cord. Absolutely. Complete severation. And so uh, I've had a lot of cases like that. Uh, that is just amazing. I've had structural rebuilding. I had another quad, C4, C5. Had a fractured upper femur here where he's, his, his thigh was bulging out and it was 12 degree angle. It's extreme scoliosis. His 11th month, but he was doing vegetables, but his 11th month, his back and his leg automatically pulled itself straight. Incredible. This leg had been fractured for 12 years. It pulled itself straight. He was two inches shorter than the other leg. And after that night, they were both leaving. I got the x-rays. And it was phenomenal. I, Fox News did a special on it, and they're going, holy. And I couldn't get I, I was working at one of the hospitals on the side. I couldn't get the radiologist to comment. He said, you know I can't say anything about that. He yeah. said, holy crap. And that's so the, you're going to put me out of business. <laughs> <laughs> but just things like that. Do you have faith in the medical industry? None. I tell you, so let me be let me be right seriously honest. Surgery is their expertise. They have the equipment. They have everything nice. I have saws, but they're not uh, stainless steel and uh, <laughs> pretty, right? So they're surgeries. And I spent six years of my life in cardiac work in emergency rooms and nuclear medicine. So I'm very familiar with ERs, very familiar. I worked at three different hospitals. And I will say that emergency medicine is essential in today's world, big time not just from the trauma, but also from people's diets and things like that. But when you use the medical establishment to treat diseases, now you've walked into a theory world that has no basis. Mm -hmm. I can dispel everything of a disease that you want to look at. There's, there's nothing to them. And because they can't find a cause, it's autoimmune. So anytime you're diagnosed with autoimmune, suddenly it was only certain cancers were autoimmune. Now psoriasis is autoimmune. You keep going, going down the line. So an autoimmune allows them to give you chemo. So they're giving young kids with psoriasis chemotherapy. Really? Yeah. You know, so these are the sort of things that I'm in war against. I'm for those guys going to jail. Anybody gives an acid, like I said, at 1.5 to 2 pH, you need to go to jail. Who yeah. would do that? Yeah. That's murder. Yeah. Just yeah, but it makes money. It That's makes money. Point. You know, well, I was in a hot, you know, people believe my... it too, right? It's like, well, wait a minute. Here's what the experts say, right? So you've got this whole bucket. And that's like, it's called the power of legitimacy. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. Fear-based. And that's why I'm an educator. You know, get educated. Don't run by fear or you, you'll lose your human form. And then you, just, you might get another one, but, you know, okay. But you'll lose this one. And you might not be done with what you want to do. So, you know, you can fix this one. But like you said, a lot of people are not of the awareness. You know, I had a hospital administrator at one of my classes, and he said, hey, he said, how many people die of aortic aneurysms doing chemo? And I said, I never thought of that. 
You know, now they used to go in here, right? They used to go in your radio and then you see the collapsing of the vein. Well, now they say, oh, no, we don't want you to see that. So they go right into the aorta with the subclavian port. And, of course, all that acid sucks the calcium out of the wall. Pop. Yeah. Well, Virginia had somebody uh, on the TV look at her directly in the face and said, do not get a heart transplant. So she had something going for her, too. Right. So she had this massive heart attack. And the natural thing is get a transplant. And this voice came through her TV, said, don't do it. And so and she's been doing fine ever since. It's, it's easy to rebuild tissue. Yeah. It's easy to rebuild tissue if you understand the lymphatic system and why tissue, you know, in other words, can you, question, can you rebuild tissue in acidic medium or can you rebuild tissue in an alkaline medium? And you're not going to rebuild a, a tissue in an acidic medium because it's a corrosive medium. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. The medical don't understand that. Yeah. I had this chemist, a oh, big chemist, right? He come into my office and he's going, you know, I've got all this rash all over me and I'm very alkalotic and all this. And I looked at him and said, are you what? He said, I'm very alkalotic. I said, no, you're not. You're very acidic. He said, well, I'm a chemist and I know my chemistry. I said, I'm a chemist too. And I know my chemistry, right? So we argued back and forth for probably six months, but he followed my diet. He took my herbs and his skin's clearing up. One day he comes in sweating like crazy. I hold up pH papers and I said, aha, he goes pH papers and he's going like this and going, he's going like this and he's, he's going like this. He's acidic as you can get. <laughs> That's misinformation. And this guy went to school to become a big chemist and he's got the wrong theories involved. Isn't that sad? Well, that's one of the reasons we've got a episode of our podcast is called Living in the Matrix, because we do live in a postmodern world where you can have like totally crazy different ideas to come up with a solution for the same thing. And there, there can really only be one truth. I mean, obviously, there can be multiple ways of paths, right, um, that you can you can devise that will get you in the right direction. But, you know, it, it can't all be that. So, you know, Jonathan, um, I was thinking about the last thing to, to question I was going to ask you, Dr. Morris, is. You said recently on a on a on a real, um, is it more important to say I think therefore I am or I am therefore I think? I you loved it. Think. So flesh that out for us. Like the Descartes, everybody's heard I think therefore I am, but you spun that on its head. Tell us a little bit about that and and how we can All we can, right. we can so, get to the next level. Exactly. So is it I think therefore I am? In other words, am I present and, and aware because of my mind? Or am I present and aware because of consciousness using the mind? See, and that's the difference between thought and the mental worlds and, and consciousness. And you just have the difference is the thinking process or thought as opposed to observation. And when you get into observation, now you start getting into levels of observation or levels of beingness. There's levels of the now. And my other statement is, how now can you get? Because <laughs> yeah, you get so now, you, you there's a point where you can't go any further. It won't bring you, you can't get back because it's so overwhelming. And I've been to that point where I, 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 I didn't want to be here. I mean, it was just, and I couldn't stop myself. And it, it was, I was trying everything I knew of because I was out of body. I didn't know what to do to stop myself. And I finally stopped myself, but I was accelerating and expanding. I couldn't even tell you. That's it's called unreal. the K-hole, um, Dr. Morris, when you're in ketamine. That's called the K-hole. <laughs> it was some kind of hole. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, well, I think that's 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 the the uh, evidence that you're living in your mind as opposed to your consciousness. If you're stuck in the past yes. or the future, you're in your mind. If you're stuck, if you're in the now, that's when you can be in consciousness. You're exactly right, Jonathan. And yes. that's that's your that's your your the mind uses past and future, even though illusion everything's in the moment. You know, they say time is nothing but a succession of nows. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really what it is. You know, Jonathan, you look a lot like this researcher on uh, uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Uh, Mike is a Bigfoot freak. And uh, (laughs) because we know it's, you know, these are shapeshifters, obviously, and all kinds of things. But you really uh, uh, look like that guy. Pretty pretty (laughs) wild when I look at you like that. But sometimes you want one on the reptilians and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people have to understand we have visitors here. Okay, so here's what I will say. You just opened up a can of worms there. But here's the thing. That is so perfect for our audience because we touch on that. I would love to invite you back and and go much more into the supernatural realm because sure. I think that's a part of you that is definitely there that we didn't really get to touch on a lot. So, um, but this, I want to thank you because this has been just one of the most fascinating episodes we've had. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we would love to have you back because there's so much to talk about with you. To all of our listeners, we uh, thank uh, you for listening. Please review and comment. Let us know. And again, please let us know people that you would love to have. We're starting to get a lot of that. And it's really helping us connect to some really great uh, people like Dr. Morris. Dr. Morris, you were a recommendation from a friend. So, so uh, any final words, Rich? No, just been an absolute treat to to meet with you. Um, your energy um, exudes it, it. It's I could feel it across the the uh, the entire um, you know continent. You know, and uh, I really appreciate your insights. And you've got you some really it. practical stuff that's really I think you can just get going right away. That's what I love about what you got. And at the same time, there, there's channels for for going deeper and 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 broader. And I'm looking forward to explore more about that. Yeah, we only scratch the surface. To be honest with you, there's so much to it. But at the same time, keep it simple. Nothing's outside of the realm of anyone. Any one of you listening can do anything you want. You're only limited by your mind and other people's concepts and things you listen to like that. You're an unlimited being. Right. But that unlimited being is not the mind and not the emotional part of yourself. So don't get attached to that. But that's, you know, that's the nature of how God loses. Always say that this world is hide and go seek for God. He plays hide and go seek with itself. It loses itself, and then it it, it it finds itself, and it uses others to help find. I mean, if you look at the whole thing, it's it's pretty wild. So I do love you guys. Take care. I'll be happy to see you guys again, and uh, I really love your matrix. Yes, I love awesome. it. All right, thanks everybody. Much love.